Hey, and welcome to episode 66 of the Sunfire Tavern, our podcast for gamers and geeks, where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies, and TV. With me, Ollie, and my co-host Clark, discussing the hot topics from the last few weeks. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern, and you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And th- send us through your questions and comments or whatever via the Google form you can find in the description below. Hey, Clark, how's it going? Hello, I've been napping all afternoon, so I'm a little bit bleary-eyed right now. It's oh, good, yeah. though. It's, it's a been a busy week, Sunday. as always. Yeah, yeah. Late, but today, it's a lazy Sunday. Well, not so lazy. Have you been out in London today? Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, okay, so I was not out in <laughs> London, but I went to... Um, dude, I went out yesterday, so, so fun fact. Here's a short story. So I had to go pick up a TV from a friend. Because they were they're moving and they're try- they were like, do you want a free TV, which is a lot better than the current one I have? And I also recently yeah. just got an Xbox Series X, so I, I was like, good timing. This is uh, yeah. interesting timing. So I went. I had to try and travel over to pick up their TV uh, from basically like Kensington, roughly area. And um, oh my god, dude, it was a nightmare getting there. I don't know what. Wait, was, did is... you did you have to go by public transport? Yes, yesterday. So you you were taking a TV back on public transport? No, 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 no. So I took the public transport there, and then I called an Uber back. And the Uber oh, right, was not, okay. The Uber was not very happy but uh, about me trying to transfer a 48-inch TV in the back of a Is Uber. it like a 4K one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a 4K Ooh. Uber. Uh, 4K... Uh, Uber make TVs now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Ultra <laughs> HD, like OLED TV. So it's basically I can use... The all the stuff on the Xbox Series X on it, so like all the HDR oh, nice. and stuff. Okay. So yeah, very very good. A, um, a little pro tip, by the way. Uh, now that you said that, when I got mine, because I've got the same setup, yeah, um, you have to enable all that stuff manually. Like it doesn't turn itself on. Yes, you have to you have to go for the Xbox and turn it on as well, because the Xbox tells the TV to like turn on HDR10 and 4K and blah, blah, all that stuff. Like yeah. And and sometimes it just it will just turn itself off. <laughs> yeah, I I, I ha- went through all the menus and I turned it all on. And yep. uh, we can talk about what I've been playing on my new shiny Xbox in a, in a bit. But yeah, um, yeah. Why is London so busy this weekend? Is it because there was it's a London the marathon. marathon? Yeah, yeah, it's the okay. London Marathon. Yeah, yeah. So I decided in my infinite wisdom today. So big nerd. Um, they're doing a Pokemon giveaway uh, at game stores. And have you been to a game store since the pandemic or before the pandemic? Uh, have before we talked about the, this? Before the pandemic, I'd been to like a game store here or there. Sometimes you just window shop or whatever. Um, I'm more of a CEX person given sometimes I just want like my retro controllers and stuff like that. But like, okay. um, <clears throat> no, I've not been to a game specifically. Well, I, guess, I haven't yeah. been in a, in a game in like, I don't know, 10, 15 years or something. Oh, okay. Like, wow. Geez. For, forever. Um, and the, with Pokemon, they're giving away like a shiny Etanasis, which is a cool Pokemon. And I'm getting back into Pokemon because um, Violet and yes. Sapphire is coming out soon. And and I'm is it Violet and Sapphire? I think no, I don't, know. I don't think it's Sapphire. I think it's but, Violet and something. Vi- Scarlet, sorry, Scarlet. That's, yeah, yeah. That's um, and yeah, because those games are looking pretty hype. So I'm getting back into my little hype session because they're coming out. They're coming out in like a, just over a month. Um, so I, I thought, okay, I'll go and pick up a code. Like this would be kind of fun um, or not. You go into a space that no longer works, so this is a mall, which is mm-hmm. half shut down and is half abandoned, and you have to navigate around all the people that are just sort of lost and milling around, and just and plus all the people from the marathon were there as well. Yeah. So there was a massive queue for the toilets blocking all the, the walkways and stuff, 
Um, and then you walk around and you try and get to the game. The game's half closed. The staff in there have clearly not spoken to humans in like 17 years. Oh, so like, it's just weird. Like none of it works. And I had to go in. I kind of grabbed my code and just, just ran. Yeah. <laughs> but then I stupidly trying to get home. I thought, oh, I'll go to Greenwich. Because I usually oh, go to Greenwich, uh... grab a coffee and a croissant. The marathon goes right through the middle of Greenwich. And yep. you literally can't cross from one side to the other. Yeah. I was stuck the water side of Greenwich, like trying to work out how to get. Where. So I had to go all the way up and around, and oh, it was it was horrific. But the marathon does look fun, so yeah, I've heard yeah. some nice stories from friends and stuff who are. Doing... I've seen stuff pop up on Twitter, and and it looks like everyone's having a good laugh. So, and yeah. there's loads of people that I know that are volunteering this year. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. Cool. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing today. That's been fun, fun, fun. I, um, I'm do... guessing this is also like the first marathon since COVID, right? Like proper in-person marathon. I think it is. Yeah. I, I think they tried to do one last year or something. Like, I, I mean, honestly, don't quote me because I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I guess I can agenda. go through the agenda. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's bursting been... with things this week. Yeah, it's been it's it's been quite a light week this week. It turns out for for games news, but we can just have a have a, sh- a rambly one, I guess. Talk about talk about some random stuff. But yeah, no. uh, so we've got our usual what we've been playing, what we've been watching. Uh, we're gonna have a big discussion probably about like what are we hyped for this year, and I guess what's coming up next year. I guess we'll touch on those things. Mm-hmm. Um, then we've got we can talk about Stadia shutting down in January with the full refunds, and yeah, I saw this post about uh, this uh, Red Dead Redemption Two player who had like sixteen plus out sorry six thousand plus hours, uh, yeah, and begs for it for a save. Uh, then we've got devs uh, blindsided by the shutdown. I'm assuming that's to do with Stadia, right? You can see how weak weak the news is this week. Like yeah. three points and all about Stadia. Got, and we've got <laughs> no one's Ho- spoken about Stadia in years, and now we're talking about it three times. Yeah, and then we've got Hocus Pocus two. Yeah, it's just, and uh, then and then hashtag, hashtag and the movie. movie. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that. Mystery one that you do know what that means, but we'll get to it. Okay, you do <laughs> okay. know. Uh, cool. So I guess Clark, what have you been playing and what you've been watching? Uh, so I've been meandering around my Xbox and playing things like um, the Assassin's Creed things because uh, you know I'm gonna yawn uh, every time. So I finished Origins and I picked up Odyssey, um, which looks even better on Xbox. Like, you, you should try it by the way. Download it on Series X, play it in 4K. It looks absolutely stunning. It's really smooth and lovely. Uh, playing a bit more Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, I've been playing this Square Enix game that I had my eye on a while ago, and it was a bit expensive when it came out, but it's in a sale now, and it's called. The Isle Dragon Roars, huh. Heart of Heart of Cards or something. So, what it is? It's a it's a card game where you sit in front of a table and all the cards are dealt out like a map, yeah. face down. And as you travel around the map, the, the cards flip over. And it's like a pathway or the field or like a monster appears. And the the main characters are also cards. So it, the whole thing's done like just as if you're playing a game of cards. It's 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 lovely. It's very chill. Um, it's, Sorry, it's what's the name of that game? Heart of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars, I think it's called. Um, I need to Google that, actually. Isle Dragon Roars. Uh, Voice of Cards. Voice of Cards, sorry. The Isle Dragon Roars. And there's a trilogy of them now, so there's three uh, that have come out in a row. Oh, um, I remember hearing about this game. Yeah. This game looks it's, neat. It's not blowing my mind or anything, but it's it's relaxing and enjoyable to play. And there's been Splatoon 3, because I'm sort of wearing down the Splatoon as well, because it's... It, I have to be honest; it's not as good as two. Okay, interesting. <laughs> it's what, it's got on. a lot of problems. So, did you did you take part in the Splatfest? Or I don't know if you played Splatoon. Uh, I have not played Splatoon three. Okay, so the Splatfest was last weekend, which is where they have like a big blowout. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, you have like um, a color versus another color, or a, like one famous year was mayonnaise versus ketchup, and the the actual ink in the game changes between mayonnaise and ketchup. Yeah, yeah. So th- there was that. But last weekend it was, um, what would you take with you on a desert island? It was fun, grub, or gear. Oh yeah, I remember hearing about this. Like it's it was kind of nonsense, and yeah, that's and not a very good one. We lost. So I was, I was fun, yeah. and I think Grub won. Right. But it just if so that they've now added a new uh, map type, which is where you can have I think it's two v two v four, and is it's all crazy. three. Which is it, none of it makes sense. Like it's not balanced very well. You don't get to play the map hardly at all, and you you're playing it and just thinking I'm not really enjoying this. This isn't fun. Yeah. How, um. How does it work with the unbalanced teams? It's. So I think the unbalanced teams are working together to defend against the um the the the, the four player team. Right. Okay. So it's actually four v four, but one team is made of two and two. Yeah. Okay. From the from the two different colors. So right, you, okay. uh, from the different teams, because you obviously got three teams. I don't know why they didn't just make it three v three v three. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's Instead of way. obviously they can't do four v four v four because the game would crash. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they could get nine people on screen at once. But, but whatever. Like it was a it was an odd setup. Um. And yeah, it it never really felt like you were having an impact. Cause also, I got bodied the entire weekend. I didn't win a single game. Like my my, oh, um, you can go on the app and look at all your wins. Not a single one. Oh god! Like, and and they, they weren't just losses. They were like dominations. Like we we were stuck in the base, just sitting there watching as as like Japanese players just completely devoured us. And we're like, okay, this is fun. Yeah, this is one question I have regarding Splatoon Three. Is that like I feel like if it's the third game of an iteration, like the third iteration of a game. It means that people are probably really fucking good at Splatoon now, right? Like, there are some yes. people who've been playing it for a long time, so they've probably found a way to optimize the like the innovate the sort of like inventive part of the game out, and now it's yeah. basically just turned into like kind of like your standard try hard shooter. Meta. Right? They found yeah. a meta. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. They, to be fair, they do do a lot of balancing. In, in the second one, they, they balanced and nerfed a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but the meta is very solid now. Right. Okay. Yeah, I played that. Uh, playing a bit more emulator stuff, so I've been playing... Uh, I had my mind blown as well, because there's a game called... What I've been calling for years, The At Rhythm, um, Final Fantasy, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's the music game for all of the Final Fantasy games put together, and it's in that weird, like, mobile game-looking style. Yes. Have you seen it? I've, yeah, so I remember it, you telling me about this, yeah. Yeah, uh, oh, someone said it when I was watching a video of it, and they just said the title of it, and it's like, Theatre Rhythm. And I looked at it and just went... I forgot to say that's actually what it is as well because the whole thing takes place in a fucking theatre. Yeah, <laughs> I've been calling it the at rhythm, and then I read the title and just went, "Oh, oh, God. fine, all right, Americans, you've got me on this one." Because there's this—I on- don't know if you know about the ongoing debate between Americans and British people with uh, Chocobo and Chocobo. No, I haven't heard. Wait, oh, it's infuriating. Can I wait? <laughs> I need to even think about what is the British side. Hold on, wait. The what would I say? Cho- I think I'd say Chocobo. Yeah, because that's the correct way of saying it, because that's how it's written. Right, okay. But Americans go chocobo, and it's just like, oh. Um, and it's it's only because that word has been in a game, like an RPG, but it's never been spoken in voice. And as soon as someone said it in voice, you're like, oh, that because they say chocobo in the game. Oh, really? But some characters say chocobo. Oh. So it's definitely a regional thing. And then there's also the same thing with... Um, it's gone from my head. Like, literally, I had a point on my head that uh, with another one of the, the words in the game. But it's gonna be, Oh, there's a character called, a character called Barrett. In yes. Final Fantasy VII, which is the big dude with the gun arm, yeah. And so people call him Beret, and I'm just like, oh, no, okay, that's just wrong. That's just wrong. That's, yeah. that's just wrong. 
So the reason I brought that up is because I've been playing that game on my 3DS emulator, which is called Citra. And I managed to 100% it, complete it, and I just can't put the damn thing down. And it is literally just a rhythm action game. It's just it's just a thing on the screen that moves up and down, and you just tap the button. But I mean, it's so chill because obviously Final Fantasy music is lovely. Yeah, um, I was gonna say like it sounds great, and but there's there's that other um, I mean it's very different genre, but it's also a rhythm action. But I guess is it the FPS one? It's like called Metal Hellsinger or something, right? Have you yes. heard about this? I've heard of it. I haven't played it. I know, I I know what the game played. is, though. Yeah, I also haven't played it yet, but I think it's on Games Pass. So It probably is. Everything is. Like, yeah. <laughs> the Hallowed Game Pass, which we're now hooked into. Yes. Uh, but sorry, the, the reason I, I, met, I started playing the at rhythm is because they announced uh, the final version of it is coming on Switch. Yes. And I'm like, okay, cool. I know Square Enix often tries to nickel and dime with their DLC, but let's take a look at this. But the base version of the game is 50 quid, which mm-hmm. is for the game, which is all the music, which I thought... You know what, if it's got every single track from every Final Fantasy game and most other Square Enix games as well, that sounds fine. Mm-hmm. There's a catch, however. Okay. <laughs> it's always a catch. Um, so the game has season passes, and which I don't understand. It's a music game with season passes, which makes no sense to me. Right. Um, it also has downloadable tracks, and it also has tracks exclusive to the Digital Deluxe Edition. So the Digital Deluxe is 70 quid or, or 75 quid, which is already mega expensive. Guess how much the full version is with all the season passes and all the content? Uh, like a hundred? It's a hundred pounds. Oh, God. <laughs> so for all of our listeners out there, if you want to get me something for Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> I would like a hundred pounds, please. Oh, yes, beautiful. Uh, in these, tip- start in kick- these trying times. Start a Kickstarter fund. For, Just to uh, get me my The At Rhythm game. Yes. Uh, I mean, what's probably going to happen is... The At Rhythm. Theatre rhythm, sorry. Um, so what's probably going to happen is, is a couple of weeks after launch, there'll be a sale or it'll, it'll price drop or whatever, and I'll get it then. But I'm going to get massive FOMO because I really want this game. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, I've been playing the the prequel to Theatre Rhythm. It's called Final Bar Call. The name's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then I've been watching some TV, watching Lost again. Uh, I'm now up to the end of season two. Very nice. So nice. for anyone that's not seen Lost... Um, Michelle Rodriguez has turned up. I'm not going to say what happens, but Michelle Rodriguez has turned up. Mr. Echo is talking, um, and Shannon has done her bit, um, and that's where I'm at. And it's it's a really good season. This is like a lot happens in this season, so it's it's very cool. Um, and otherwise, I've just been kind of picking my way. So I, I've literally been like grabbing stuff off Game Pass, trying it out for half an hour, and then just throwing it away. Yeah. Um, because that's kind of what it encourages you to do, doesn't it? Like. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So but sometimes you um, find gems like um, what was it Tinykin? Tinykin. Oh, yeah. oh no, I did find a gem. Uh, what was it called? It was. I need to look it up actually. But if you tell me what you've been playing or watching, I'll look up the game because I did find another one that was um, like yeah. it, it pulled me in. Uh, cool. Yes, so, yeah, that's been so, me. So last week I was in Singapore, so I had time to kind of play some Switch games before I got my Xbox because I only got my Xbox at the start this week, basically. Um, but yeah, on your recommendation, Clark, I downloaded t- Tinykin and I was playing it on Switch. Yay. Yeah, it was good fun. It's it's been good fun so far. I kind of I think I'm at like the second level now, like the jungly bit where you get find the Tinykin that let you climb like a ladder. Is that the bathroom or the kitchen? No, I, t- I honestly don't know what type of room it is yet because I've done the living room, which is where you have to put in the, put the CD into the music player. Um, which like, that's the living room, yeah. Which was brilliant. That level was. Yeah, I it was really great. That. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah that... It's like a cult. Yes, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I mean the game. The game just plays really nicely, and it's like a very. I found it to be quite a chill, like travel game as well. Yeah. Like, 
Uh, it's not very, like, I, it hasn't, I, I don't know if it gets, like, super difficult later on, but the platforming's pretty light, and it's just, like, quite fun. You're just running around and kind of got these... Uh, no, the difficulty curve is quite slow, and it, okay. it doesn't ever ramp up. It just, it's it's always just, just enough of a challenge to to feel fine. Like, yeah. It, it's, it's fine. I think that's cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm just, I'm having fun with, the, with like, the <clears throat> kind of, I, I won't gonna, I wasn't, I'm not gonna lie, like, when I started playing it, I was kind of like, this game's okay, but then they yeah. gave you the the soap thing, the, the way you yeah. slide on the soap thing, and I was like, okay, well, at least this this makes the game a little bit more fun, like you know. Like, yeah, so I had the same stuff. Yeah, I had the same feeling. Like I started playing it, and I was just like, eh, this yeah, is all right. As soon as I got the soap, and then I got the bubbles, I was like, oh, yeah. okay. So they they realized that revert reversing traversal, so going back through the same stuff you've been through is fucking boring. So they've given us a way to kind of skip that. Yeah, which I like. That exactly. Really cool. Yeah. So, and you know, I'm interested to see where how the, where they go with all the different types of tiny. Um, are they actually called Tinykin? I'm not gonna lie. I've not been like. Following. They are called Tinykin. Okay, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like the latter one was pretty cool. I was like, oh, this is this is interesting. Like, um, I guess it's very reminiscent of Pikmin, but instead of your Pikmin doing everything, you're you know you're kind of just doing. It's mainly platforming, and then your Pikmin are there kind of like to help you out, or your Tinykin in this case. But yeah, I'm enjoying yeah. that. Um, that's my current travel game. Uh, apart from that, I got back into Slay the Spire in a big way. I don't know why. I was just like, I'm just gonna play card game again. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to basically, like, ascension my, uh, like, ascension through the characters and that. I think that game is just very chill. Like, it's a very, like, easy game to just, like, pick up and put down. Um, and it's like a forever game as well, so you can just pick it up and play it whenever you want, and there's still more stuff to do, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like Binding of Isaac sort of thing. Yeah, it's just the balance. Yeah. The balance of that game is really good, and the characters have enough, like, the characters and cards have enough depth to them that, like, you can kind of try and optimize, um, like, your, like, deck types and stuff like that. I can see why, like, it, you know, I can see why people are still playing this game. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Like, I think I probably have, like, a hundred, over a hundred hours on Switch now. Just playing it wow but um yeah apart from that i so on my xbox i started playing death loop which i had not played when it first came out same yeah. first time as well first time for you yeah yeah it's my first time okay so i don't think i i think i'm just about to finish the tutorialization bit where it's gonna like be like okay and go kind of thing right okay um but, so you're not far behind where I am then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still quite early on. Like I started playing it, ba- like basically yesterday morning. Um, okay. But uh, I'm interested to see how in depth it goes. I won't lie; it has been a lot. It's been a long time since I played like a triple A uh, kind of like single player shooter. So I've been out of the out of the you know like what are the normal conventions and stuff like that. So mm. you know like. The hand-holding is insane, I will say, for the first bit, but I guess that's because it's trying to introduce you and get you on board with, like, the concepts. A lot of mechanics. Yeah, yeah. Cause a lot I'm, like, of mechanics. Because there's a lot of mechanics, but I guess because I'm kind of, you know, I, I like a lot of time loop things and all these other things, I'm kind of mm. like, yeah, I get, like, I get it, like, kind of thing. I guess it's cool that the power, I like the idea, the fact that, like, the you know information is the most interesting thing because obviously I'm assuming this game is going to become a thing of optimizing like how do you optimize your routes between things which is kind of cool um, pretty I'm much st- I, I think it, so have you have you, have you learned about the visionaries and stuff yet you know yeah yeah, yeah so I know yeah. what the objective of the game is basically. It's, it's literally kill all eight of them in one day yeah so, yeah, yeah yeah so so, so like, that, it is about optimization like you've got to find the perfect route 
I haven't got any further than you, by the way. Like, we're yeah. at the same point. I, my understanding of the game is the same. I think um, during the tutorial, I found one leg. I accident. I don't know if I did it too early, but I found a legendary weapon. So I was like, okay, well. And then I tr so basically for the rest of the tutorial, I was just using this legendary weapon, uh, and it made the combat trivially easy. And I was like, oh. Oh, the other. Uh, no, I think that's intended. Okay. I also found the legendary weapon, and for the first is it... few minutes, like, I, I was using it, and then I switched back to the machete, and honestly, the experience is about the same. Okay, wait. Do you... Is it the laser gun? No, mine was like a like a shotgun, but it was a, a legendary shotgun. Oh, sick. Okay, so it, it was like a mid-range shotgun, so like I could where... just blow people up. Where like did you cool. find that? Because I would. I like honestly, that. I. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if it's randomly generated loot either. So this one, <clears throat> th this laser gun seemed like it was part of a puzzle um, that I kind of accidentally solved, uh, like, early. Okay. So, like, <clears throat> and basically it's like a laser gun that's, like, trapped, encased in something, and then I managed to get it out, and then I used that for the tutorial, and I was like, oh, this just, like, literally murders everything. <laughs> so fast. But so you, you'll find near the end of the tutorial that, that a lot of the, the hints that Juliana gives you, she's like, sometimes killing everything, while fun, isn't the answer. Yeah. And then you, you actually see a little bit where you're like, oh yeah, it probably would have been easier not to kill everyone here. Yeah. Um, I, so I've been playing it as well, and I I realised very quickly that I don't like repeating what I'm doing in games. I, so th this game very quickly just went for me. Yeah, like, I I'm totally going to give it another mean. go. Yeah, I yeah. Yeah, I totally get what you mean. Like, I think for me, it's kind of like um, I I I realize this is also why kind of why I didn't play Dishonored because like stealth is not really my thing. Like, I kind of I'm I'm, I'm I have goopy gamer brain and I'm not imp I'm not patient when it comes to games. Running so, in with like, a shotgun facing the wrong way, just going. Rah! Yeah, that's literally that. <laughs> like, I want to basically just like, and it seems like the game allows you to do that as well. But like you it said, does. it's like it's like. You kind of, it feels weird to me because it feels like the game has given me all these other tools and I'm not really making use of them because yeah. I'm just like flying in with a shotgun and just like shooting people in the face. And like whilst that is what is fun to me, it's like maybe, you know, like I feel bad because these like game designers have spent so much time like kind of like crafting out this map and crafting all these like little bits and things to like enjoy and I'm just like herder, shotgun, go burr. It's, it's like me and Hitman, like you've yeah. got the perfect route to get the kill and I'm just like i'm just gonna drive this car through the crowd and kill everyone but also kill the dude <laughs> exactly. and they say like, oh you failed at this but you've won the level i'm like well <laughs> hey, like hey. I did the job I did it. i'll t i'll take my c minus exactly. and see myself out <laughs> surely you've played bayonetta yeah, yeah yeah oh my god right so that game gives you the ratings at the end of the level and you yeah. play through the level and you're like yeah i think i did all right you get to the end it's like f yeah stone stone award and you're like what did I do? I didn't, uh, why? What? Give me an F. At least give me a C. So you go back for the level and do it again. And it's like F minus, and you're yeah. like, "Fuck you, Bayonetta. <laughs> I hate you." Yeah. <laughs> I, so, I remember the name of that game, by the way. It was called um, I forgot the name again. It was called Beacon Pines. It's oh on game Pass. yeah, that's on Game Pass as well. Yeah. It's lovely. Lovely yeah. little game. It's like a little storybook. You're writing the story as the game goes. It's lovely and cute. It looks very cute. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that was it. To bring us off the Deathloop talk for a second. But yeah. Um, I would be interested to hear if you get into Deathloop because I've sort of dropped off it quite quick. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll keep going and see because it's like also a game that's like I'm like I have this fancy Xbox and it seems like Deathloop is like a visually nice game as well. It's a showcase so. for the for the Xbox yes, for sure. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So like I think that's gonna be my showcase. In the meantime, I mean I can say like if if you want games that, that look amazing, you've got. Uh, 
obviously Deathloop. Yeah. The Assassin's Creed titles are the newer ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forza Horizon 5 looks absolutely oh, yeah, It's imagine. completely free. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful, that game is. Um, and then you've got, like... Um, what else do I have that's like a that weirdly enough the Arkham series I bought all of them yeah. and they, they they look stunning on anything from the the 360 or the series one uh, X the one X era has been upscaled really nicely as long as they're compatible yes they, they they run really nicely on the series actually and also you eradicate the loading times yeah which is really nice so um, yeah so I'm yeah. kind of like looking for games that are, like for to play it but also play with my partner so. Right now, where we just started, it takes two because that's on Games Pass as well. So it's lovely. Yeah, it's a great is. game. So like, we're enjoying that. She's not a huge fan of platformers though, so it's like, uh, we'll we'll see how how she. But we, yeah, we played, we beat the first boss, and we well, just as a warning, so. I played that with my boyfriend at the time. Yeah, and we were loving it, really enjoying it. He broke up with me two thirds of the way through the game, and I never finished it. Oh. And I'm not the only group that's happened that's happened to. I don't. So well. We'll see. I mean, I don't. I don't think. Hopefully, that doesn't happen to me. But it really will just be it like. It'll be more like. I think she'll just be like. I'm kind of done with this game. And I'll yeah. Be like okay. Well, the whole game is about like dealing with the fact that you probably should get a divorce. Like yeah. your kids, kids unhappy because the parents are unhappy. Yeah. And I, I don't think the game was the reason that we split up, but it just. I, I was really enjoying it, and it just got to the like my favorite bit in any game, which is the snow level. Yeah. And he broke up with me, and Aww. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, could you just wait in a day? Let us finish the game, <laughs> you dude. You bastard. Like, come on, man. But it. it's one of those things Sorry. now, because it's so, like, bitter. No, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm over it. Like, it, because it's so bittersweet, I can't really go back to it anymore, so I'm never going to finish that game. No, I get you. Which which sucks. Yeah. Because it, it, I really enjoyed it. Like, it was a lovely game. Yeah. Although the Switch version, by the way, I don't know if you saw the Switch I version. Yeah, the... <laughs> Oof. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> mm, oh, I think I won't buy that one. But... <laughs> that looks bad. Um... <laughs> I'm also looking at maybe trying out Tiny Tina's Wonderlands because um, I'd be interested <laughs> to try it out. Like I'll I, be cause... trying that out as soon as my fucking. Um, well, we're supposed to be getting a free copy of it. Oh, we promised okay. it like six months ago. We still haven't got the code. Oh really? I mean, that game is like six months old now. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're supposed <laughs> to be getting it on launch, and because uh, our parent company is Take Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we still haven't got the code. That sucks. <laughs> and we keep asking about it, and their response is, yeah. Right. Like the other thing is, uh, this weekend my partner. Well, actually, I don't know. If it- no, no, no. It was it was yesterday. Uh, my partner started playing um, uh, Slime Rancher two as well on Xbox. So oh, that's watching- cute. So yeah, so I've been watching her play yeah. Slime Rancher while I'm just chilling, like playing my Switch on the couch. Uh, this this might sound super sexist as well, but I I genuinely do think that they've designed that game with women in mind. <laughs> I just I I know it sounds odd, but. I found that, ed- that most people that are playing it right now are, tend to be female gamers, and I can sort of see that it's got that like cutesy rainbow bubbly feel that I think would irritate a lot of like your your generic Overwatch players or like your Call of Duty players, you know? Yeah, you I see what I mean. I, I I kind of get what you're saying. I think it's probably you know the game is designed to appeal to a certain audience, right? Exactly. Yes, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm trying to like, get at. <clears throat> like, and also the gameplay as well. Like, I mean, it's just fun to watch, but it's also just like yeah. watching the slime. Like, I think the slime is just really cute. Like, yeah, it's, and it's yeah. it's not me saying that it's not. Um, it, you shouldn't be able to play it if you're male or whatever. But yeah, 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 I do, yeah, I I do feel like the audience they're aiming at is probably more of a. Well, it's a like feminine the, it's audience. like it's like the same audience as kind of like Stardew Valley kind of those. those yeah, exactly. Games, thank right? you. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm getting at. Yeah, but it's it's very chill. Like I played it for about an hour, and and that hour just evaporated. Yes, so, it yeah. is. Uh, she does love games where you spend a lot of time. Kind of, you can just like spend busy a lot work. Of time. Yeah, busy work. Right. Yeah. So like um another game I saw I've caught her playing 
less watching her, just more seeing her play as a barren breakfast. But she's playing that on her. Oh, I've seen so much about this game. Like, I want to play this I've, game. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, it looks like a great. Like, if you're into those kinds of games, uh, kind of like you know, run like sim. Kind what, of games where you make breakfast. Sim- Yes, games we make breakfast. No, yeah, sim, my favorite genre. Like sim, <laughs> sim game. Well, table. Uh, what's it? What's that game? Uh, it's like the new Overcooked. Have you seen this game? That's kind um, of yes, the one where it, it's Overcooked but with more mechanics. Yes. What is it called? I, it looks really good. I've got it on Steam. Hang on, let me load up my Steam. Oh, I, haven't, I haven't opened Steam in like. Uh, plate up or something. Play, plate up. Yeah, I think it is plate up. Plate up. It is plate up. With an yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I really want. I, I, yeah. me, I want to play that game as well. I don't know if it's, it's like it's like a fiver. It was, it was so cheap. Is it on Xbox? Uh, I think it's only on Steam at the moment. If it is on Xbox, I haven't spotted it. So Damn it. I've okay. got it on Steam. But speaking of breakfast, um, when I was out in London today, I, w- I was walking through Canary Wharf, and there's a lot of like wanky posh cafes that do like smashed avocado with Renaissance grape jam and all that bollocks. <laughs> I saw the most ridiculous menu item ever and it was nine pounds and the menu item was charred wheat tranche with slow baked legumes wait say what is what what is that translate it say that one more time charred wheat tranche with slow baked legumes okay charred wheat the first thing i don't know the second bit is like uh vegetables right it's just a legumes is like legumes is like a is like a word for like posh word for vegetables yeah it's it's a certain Um, certain certain types of vegetables so like sort of yeah but yeah. they're using it very loosely here because it's technically not a vegetable right um so charred wheat tranche is toast it's the charred wheat is is wheat is obviously bread tranche is french for slice yes. so it's it's, it's a, a slice of toast and slow baked legumes are baked beans oh yeah yeah <laughs> legumes are beans aren't they yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's beans on toast yeah, it's just a fancy <laughs> way of saying beans on toast I mean that's pretty good. Yeah. That's that's I mean, yeah. The whole the whole menu was like it, I don't think it was it was trying to be. Um, it, I don't think it was aware how stupid it was because the whole menu was just ridiculous. Yeah, but it, it was all like imported uh, Sicilian ham and blah, 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 all the usual bollocks. Was it? And I just saw that and I was like, this is brilliant. Was it upriced? <laughs> yeah, it was nine pounds. Oh my god, nine pounds for a single slice of toast with some beans on it. <laughs> beans on to- Was it good beans on toast though? I didn't eat it. I just oh. saw it on the menu. I was literally walking past. I ended up in Wagamama's because I'm scum. We walked past this place and it was called like um, Fettuccine or something like that. Like the, the place was. It was like a. It was all, all that was in there was like Canary Wharf tossers. Like... Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like slightly opinionated today. I mean, I kind of, I kind of want to try this nine pound beans on toast just it's to like it's just see. beans on toast you I know mean, someone in the kitchen is getting a loaf of hovis and yeah, cracking open a tin of Heinz yeah, honestly, maybe not even Heinz possibly Sainsbury's beans just going honestly if it's literally just hovis bread like hovis like maybe best of both with like some Heinz Heinz beans on it for nine pounds I'd with that name I'd like I'd actually, the, the only I'd, reason I'd, kinda, I'd, I'd laugh and then be like shit I got I got got but, well, the only reason I, I could find out what it was is because underneath the menu item, in very very light italics but very faint writing, was actually an explanation of what it was. Yeah, it was, it was just... like slice of toast with uh, baked beans and and tomato sauce, and I was like, <laughs> that is beans on toast. That's just fancy <laughs> ass beans on toast, dude. Oh my god. But yeah. Um. So we've been talking about Deathloop, and we've been talking about um. Slime uh, Rancher. Slime Rancher. Thank you. What else have you been playing? Um. 
I mean, the usual TFT addiction that continues forever. Um, yeah, that's, we're gonna have to get get you help on that one. I think. Yeah, at some point. it's yeah. it's. I I just it, like, it's just a good this is a good time time chill waste game. I don't want to say time waste because it doesn't feel like I'm wasting my time, but like. Well, I mean, the definition of all of all entertainment is wasting time, but it's fair. wasting time in a way that you take value from. So yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, let's let's, let's, let's not prime tooth comb through our entire hobby. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, it's just it's back just off, nerds. I'm kind <laughs> of, I guess, thinking about it. I haven't played Guilty Gear in a while, but I kind of want to play more Guilty Gear. But okay, yeah. Um, oh, you like. 2D fighting games, don't you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I just like I like I like all fighting games, but I'm kind of like trying new ones. Okay, I want your opinion because I've not tried it and I'm, I'm tempted to buy it. The Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. Have you played it? Uh, no, but I've watched a lot of it. I think it is. Uh, ha- do you have any experience with anime fighting games? Uh, Darkstalkers is the only one, and Capcom Marvel vs. Capcom were the two that I played. Okay, so that can- does that count? It's Kind of. So, like, with anime fighting games, what the, like, basically each character is, like, almost like you're playing your own video game kind of thing. Okay. Like, each character's mechanics are very unique and kind of diverse. Kind of like a MOBA, I guess. Um, okay, but in like similar a fi- to Darkstalkers then. Yes, yeah, but kind of yeah. in, like, a in, a in a fighting game setting. So, uh, I think the game looks great and it plays great. Uh, I think the only pe- if you're planning to play that online versus mode, the only people no, left God playing, knows. yeah, the only people left playing are like gods, hyper pros, yeah. yeah. But I think I think I remember seeing like the single player of it is actually not too bad, or at least it has like plot in it, which is relevant to the Persona universe, which is kind of cool. So because it has the Persona three characters in it as well, so it's like and it's got some from Persona five too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it has, mm. I think, I think it's some something like the. It's like set after the events of Persona Four, but then the Persona Three characters are also there, but they're like grown up versions of them. So mm. like Jun is his name Junpei? Junpei is like I don't a... know. I, I know that a character sits down at the end of Persona Four, goes back to the Midnight Channel and it's playing like a an arena game. Yeah. Or and they're like, Well, it's time for Sunday night football, but it's like in Persona style, so yeah, 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 yeah. Like, there's like, yeah. So it's it's weird. It's like one character is like some kind of like TV presenter. One character is just CEO businesswoman. There's another character who's like a world class boxer, stuff like that. It's kind of. Co- I think it's a cool idea. Um, there, I've seen some great Twitter clips of that game that are absolutely hilarious. But um, yeah, I would I would recommend it. I think I think it's a good game. So. Okay. Um. But yeah, I guess the next big fighting game kind of waiting for is Street Fighter Six. That game is looking to mm. be really good, like mm-hmm. really, really, really good. Definitely with you on that. It looks amazing. Yeah, which is uh, you see the Gamescom video of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I mm. think they're doing. Capcom has learned from Street Fighter Five that they need to make this game like appealing to both audiences, like the people who are like me, who are like the tryhard, like gonna play a lot of game, play the game online a lot, and kind of like get get deep into your usual fighting game shit but also that like they need to add things which are like a way a gateway into that like you know th- adding a lot of single player stuff basically and it seems also like not lock it off the xbox because it was locked to playstation yeah that too and pc yeah like the thing like the single like the single player stuff looks way more than what anyone was thinking like all the character mm. customization stuff and like the fact that you have your own character that goes around the world, and you kind of learn special moves from all the different, like actual street fighter. Yeah, it's like characters. a mini open world game, isn't it? Yeah, it's very cool, mm. very very cool idea. So um, I'd be interested to see uh, how it does 
But I mean, right now, people, uh, everyone in the FGC is who, like who I follow, is very excited for that game. Like watching it, like the mechanics look very interesting, and also the way that they're kind of designing the game is it's making it because the problem with fighting, well, one problem a lot of people have with fighting games nowadays is that when the game comes out. Well, much like most games, like the meta gets figured out pretty quickly because people mm-hmm. know, like people now know, like frame data is kind of like the the king, right? So when people figure out the frame data, they figure out all the different strategies that are like in quotation marks optimal, and then mm-hmm. that's it. Like you just kind of like do your flow, ch- your optimal flow chart. But Street Fighter Six is adding a lot of things which mix up the frame data in like not random not random per se but basically like the variation in timings for things can be quite wide like there's a lot of different kinds of states of characters that... but you're talking about down to the millisecond here aren't you like not, oh not yeah, like, yeah 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 so like this move takes three seconds to launch and this one takes five you're talking about 0.1 and 0.2 yeah but but the main the main reason why this is important is because stuff like combos and things that work and don't work are going to be dependent on a lot of different factors so essentially optimizing the game or playing like fully optimally is going to be really really hard which is great because it means that like people can kind of like either you know the people who want to like just try hard and focus on that things are going to have a hard time being optimal and it means that you're also going to see a lot of cool stuff later on when like people go like how the fuck did like that move link into this move and then someone's going to have a youtube video breaking it down like why this worked but the fact mm. is like someone just tried it randomly because they're like i think this might work kind of thing and then like oh, for- for listener context as well, Ollie is a massive nerd. Yes, so, yeah, yeah, I'm a massive yeah. nerd. I have no idea what he's saying either. So it just frame data, yeah, moves, <laughs> fighting games. It's it's all it's all it sounds great. Like but it sounds wonderful. Basically, what it means is that when people are watching, like like even the people who are like super into the game, there will probably be a lot of moments where they see things which make them lose their minds because they're like, "That's not supposed to work. Why did that work?" And then... gamers losing their minds yes exactly so <laughs> this I is think... a new experience for me i think that i think i think it'll be very cool basically T- tldr is going to be fun I, I mean joking aside like i am very much looking forward to that game yeah like it, it looks very cool yeah and also i'm very looking forward to having street fighter back on the xbox <laughs> yes yes <laughs> which still baffles me as to why the last one I, I know because it was heavily sponsored by sony and whatnot but like whatever bring, yeah. it, bring it bring it to xbox we need it on xbox um, um, but yes, but that yeah. is my, that, there's my fighting game in it. So, uh, I okay. guess we can go. I guess I guess that kind of ties us into our uh, segues into it does. Our, our thing, which is uh, what are we hyped for? Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you click on the cell in the in the in the document, yeah, I've got I've got the list. So there's a GameSpot article that's like listed basically the games that have come out this year, but also what's mm-hmm. coming out uh, for the rest of this year as well. But it's actually quite difficult to find one that lists anything other than specific platforms. Mm. This is the, the, the there's a few that live just Xbox or just PlayStation or just PC. Yeah. Or just Nintendo. This one does them all. Um, and yeah, so so we're starting from October. And I thought we'd just have a look through, see if anything really stands out. Because, um, I mean, the main ones for this month is obviously Overwatch 2 comes out, I think, in two days' time. Yes. So by the time you're listening to this, it's probably out. Um, very controversial launch, that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of like, the fact that it's free to play, I'm kind of excited to try it. Because I didn't try the beta at all or anything like that. But I mean, like, I'm interested to see how it goes. I think Kiriko looks pretty cool. Like, um. Of course you like Kiriko. <laughs> look, come on, man. But, like, yeah, like, I think I'm interested to at least try it and see the free to play stuff. I'm not going to lie. Okay, so, seeing. Obviously, I have read all the posts about, like, 
Oh, it's going to take like 11,000 credits to buy all the Overwatch 1 stuff and all this other shit. And I think I'm getting to the point now where I'm kind of like, dude, like, like who's really going to want to buy everything? Like, do you really want to buy everything? Like, I have the same argument with the Diablo Immortal stuff of like, they're like, it takes like... $15,000 to buy everything to, like, make your character the max, max, max level, and it's like, that is such a small percentage of people mm. that care about that, that it's like, it's, the, and then, like, people, but people use that as ammo to get worked up over the, like, game, and it's yeah, like... Yeah, we're, we're aligned on this, by the way, like, yeah. this is not, this is not where I'm making a stance of being a grumpy old man. I am making a stance of being a grumpy old man, but it's not there. Yeah, and, and like, to me, it's, like, with with Overwatch 2 as well, people complaining about, like, um, oh, man, it's, good, like, you know, we remove loot box. They remove loot... I mean, some people are even, like, yo, yo, give me my loot boxes back and all this other stuff. And it's, like, well, I mean, I don't mind... I, I To be honest, I honestly did not mind loot boxes in Overwatch. I know other people do. I loved them. But, like, yeah... Like, I actually loved them. But also that, like, this system of kind of, like, you know, these the shop with the credits and stuff like that, is that, like, yes, it's going to take you ages to earn the credits to buy these items. Yes, et cetera, et cetera, like, battle pass, whatever. But, like, my point being is that, like, is it is this the reason you're not going to play Overwatch 2? Because you can't get all... Because you can't get all of the cosmetic items in the game. You know what I mean? Well, like, like I don't so, think that should be the thing stopping you from playing the game. I think the thing stopping you from playing the game is: Are you actually having fun playing it? You well, know? so you've 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 breached upon the the deeper problem with the game. Yeah. Um, and it's not the cosmetics. So the cosmetics, I could give less of a shit about. I don't care. Yeah. Um, the, one of the big draws to me to Overwatch One was the fact that everything was accessible. But yes. also, I have to remind myself a lot when I talk about this is that I got all that stuff for free. Yeah. So I was given every month we were given three hundred euro. Every three months, sorry, we were given three hundred euros uh, of Battle.net balance to spend on whatever. Which I then realised we were being paid in Disney dollars, but that's a whole different problem. Um, <laughs> as, as just like a little bonus on top of our monthly salary, we'd be given like free stuff, and one of them was Battle.net balance. Yes. So I used to spend it on loot boxes. Like I'd, I'd buy um, the the I think it was twenty four loot boxes per event. Yes. So I ended up with everything really quickly. But I then realized that if I was to add all that up and, and actually pay money for it, I'd, I'd spent thousands on Overwatch, like yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. But I was just enjoying it because it wasn't costing me anything. However, all that stuff was unlockable for free. And it wasn't difficult to unlock. Because I'm at the state now in Overwatch where I have everything. Yeah. So whenever I get a loot box, it's just four items that turn into cash, mm -hmm. uh, turn into like the in-game cash. In Overwatch 2, to get access to even half of that stuff, you still need to pay. Um, and it doesn't matter how much stuff you get for free, you still have to pay to get into the paid tracks of the battle passes, which I hate. Um, and at the end of the, well, near the end of the battle pass, I think it's like level 70 or 60 or 70 in the, in the battle pass. That's where they're putting the heroes. Mm -hmm. And that's where I have a problem is that you're, you're locking power behind payment because think... you have to pay to get to those. Everyone's like, yes, but you get them for free. And it's like, yeah, but you have to put in a lot of fucking time to get those heroes. Yeah. I think I, I agree with you on that point that like, uh, that is a bit more contentious of a point. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, again... Hmm. I'm not yeah. losing my mind. It's not great. It, like, like, I'm going to play it. I won't lie. It's not great. Like, I, no. I, don't, I, I don't like it. I mean, they're going to use the argument of, like, have you also seen that there's now this Fatui thing, right, for new players where, like, even the Overwatch 1 heroes, you don't have all of them unlocked if you have a new account. Nope. <laughs> yeah, so you have to, like, unlock them by playing yep. games. Which I'm also, like... 
worked fine. I think it would be better if it was like a system of like uh, you get to choose which heroes you want, so therefore players, like new players, can kind of like pick what heroes they like and all these other things. Mm. Um, I guess my question is, with if they're doing it like that, is ranked locked until you have a certain number of heroes unlocked? It's locked until you unlock all heroes. Okay, so there you go. So like, yeah. um, and also I get to, again, it depends on how fast it is to unlock the camp the character from the battle pass. Well, it's I don't know. not fast. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's there's a lot of information out there already because people have got hold of like early builds or been invited to early builds. Yeah. It's it's very slow. Okay. Like it's it's the same speed as you would be going through like Fortnite's battle pass. It takes like a season to get most of the stuff unlocked, and the season in Fortnite is you know three to five three months. months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, usually it's three months, but sometimes they kind of bleed over. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in terms of cost, the skin costing is slightly higher than all of its competitors, but not by much. It's like twenty dollars, yeah. twenty-two dollars for a legendary skin. Yeah, I think. Which it's... This, Go is ahead. The, this is the other thing. Sorry to interject. Is that it's weird? No, like okay. you, the, 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 you're talking about the competitors now, which is also something I wanted to bring up. Which is like, like Riot have been doing this forever. Why do people like? Why are people suddenly like angry about Blizzard when like? Other oh, games you know, do this bad. all the time. Easy to, easy to get mad. Yeah, this is this is my it's, problem. Is that like? Well, there's there, there is another point as well. Is that Overwatch initially came out with the intention of being accessible for everyone and never being a pay-to-play game, and also never charging you for content. Okay, yeah. And they've just, I mean, they've they've effectively completely 180'd on their game design. Yeah. They've even gone as far as to 180 on one of the core mechanics, which is making it from a 6v6 to a 5v5. Yeah. Which which I'm sorry, it doesn't work. Like you, you can't put. Uh, 5v5 in a 6v6 map and it still feel the same mm. it feels really weird like it feels like the maps are quite empty and, and like now that you've only got one tank per game as well if that tank dies your team's dead yeah this is the yeah this is the bit where I have no personal as in like I haven't played it right which is why I'm interested no, of course. obviously that from what you're saying that sounds yeah sounds it, it, really I mean, even for someone like me who's like an average player I'm not really an average player of Overwatch I've got like Two something plus thousand hours in that game. Yeah, I know the game inside out, and when something changes like that, I'll definitely give it a chance. And I did. It doesn't work. It, I, I don't see how they're going to make it work because like the maps are not designed to play like that. Yeah, I I think I talked about this before when we I remember we had a previous conversation about Overwatch Two, where like it does feel like they're trying to ham fist and force esports, which is why the yeah. main reason they went to five v five, right? Like for like yeah. it makes it easy to watch or whatever. But like. Uh, this is my problem is that yeah maybe maybe this is modern game design like you have to account for esports and design it but i don't know i feel like the most successful games that are esports are games which people found fun in the first place and then yeah. because they find them fun you find the passionate audience and then it becomes an esport because of that well but... i think i think we said this last time as well and i said quite a contentious point which i don't know if you agree with but the original Overwatch was built with very talented, very like old school developers, mm. whereas Overwatch Two has been taken over by people that are mostly young to the industry and young to the company. Mm. They don't have the experience that the other developers had, and it shows. I I I kind of agree, as in like I think they definitely have a different they have a different set of experience, right? Maybe they yeah. don't have the the longevity of like you know these other things. But you can also make the reverse argument, right? That like, oh, maybe these guys have a new, fresh perspective on the thing, and like, which you know, is what I wanted. To, that's what I wanted yeah. them. You know, I wanted that to be the case, but it's not the case. Mm. 
Which is a shame. No, I mean, that's but, I mean yeah, we, like... we could talk about Overwatch forever, but I, I actually intentionally didn't put Overwatch on the list because we do spend a lot of time talking about no, it. I, I, I want to talk about it, right? Because it's, <laughs> it's coming out. Like, I, think this is... I know, it's, yeah, it's yeah, coming yeah. out in two days. Like, it's going to be... The thing is, we know it's going to be popular as well. Yeah. No one's going to hate it. I'm probably going to play it a lot. Like, I still love the game. It's just... Eh. The What I do like, though, is that there, it's now fully cross-progression. Yes. So all of my progress, it, like, if, and also I can play it on Xbox and play it on Switch. Um, I own it on all the consoles, but like now my progress is going to be the same on all of them, which is infuriating, by the way. When it's when it doesn't, when you log into one and you're like, oh god, <laughs> why? And it just gives you all the notifications. Well, because you get all the notifications, you haven't got half your skins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you just like you're not the same leveling competitive. Like, oh, okay, yeah, have, I see. What yeah, you're it's, yeah, it's it's weird. It's a weird experience. Yeah, I think I think cross pro- cross progression is good. I mean, I mean, to me, the main the main thing with Overwatch Two is uh, seeing how big the player base becomes, given that it is free to play. That is the like, yeah, I think the it's, biggest it's, things, right? I think it's going to balloon. So there's going to be billions of people to start with, but I think it's going to quite quickly dribble off. Mm, mm. But I mean, we'll see. Like, I, um, I, I have a negative opinion of it because the way that they've rebuilt the game, I'm not online with. Yeah. But I hope I'm proven wrong. Like, Blizzard could use a break. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, they really could. <laughs> like, I'm like, as much as I'm like, yes, Blizzard bad. I agree. Yeah, exactly. But, like, I'm like also like. You're beating a fucking dead horse. Like the- yeah, it's time to move on now. Like we, we, we've all moved on. I've had. I mean, understandably, I've got some personal opinions on it because yeah, yeah I was part of it. But at the same time, let's kind of get over it now, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Like, I mean, if also, I mean, just to be clear, we're not forgiving any of the behaviours that they oh, were yeah, accused of, of that they took part in. No, it's just it's been a long time, and there's new people there now. They're trying to do new things under a, a horrible, horrible person and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, look, 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 like, 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 obviously, if Overwatch Two, if you play Overwatch Two and you don't like Overwatch Two, then of course that's legitimate criticism. Like, yeah, <laughs> to be clear. But yeah, I would say there's, a, I just see a lot of vitriol about the game, uh, from people who also don't play it, which is why I'm like, well, like, there's that whole thing about it's, it's fun to be ragey on the internet, isn't it? Yeah, and, I'm just like, yeah, come on, man. Yeah, just get something to do with your life. Like this isn't this is you're not you're not bringing value to the world here. Yeah, but um, anyway, um, I guess yeah. So I I I would like to say I'm I'm hyped to try Overwatch Two. Going back to the main thing of like yeah, I'm get, gonna try it. Yeah, get hyped to try. Um, what else was on on this list that I saw? So Neo Automata comes out on Switch this week, which is interesting. Although that's like a what a PlayStation Three game. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think Switch will be the place to play that game. No. Yeah, I don't. I, don't. I think that, the place I think, to play many games. I think the that game like you know Marvel's on spectacle, I guess, and the Switch is not good for that unless you play Breath of the Wild. So, which I do. Yes. Um, but then there's there's a lot of I don't know. If, I mean, we don't have to go through. We don't have to go through all of these. Like I'm just, just the ones that you like. You're interested to try, I guess. Like, uh, well, for me this month, there's Ghostbusters: Spirit Unleashed, which I don't know if you played the original Ghostbusters game, the first one. Nope. It was great. I know it was a really good game. It was really fun. Yeah. It was just fun. This is a sequel to it. Looks fun. Is it there, like there a, was a game person shooter kind of thing? Sort of. Uh, there was a game that came out years ago called Ghost Hunter on PlayStation 2. Mm. Um, and it was brilliant, but no one heard of it. It was one of those ones that was, was a great game, but no one gave a shit about it. Right, okay. And it's it's very reminiscent of that. It's just that was kind of edgy and like 
teenage drama. This is more Ghostbusters, which is kind of silly and wacky. Yeah. Um, but it's good. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Jackbox. I mean, I didn't even know there was nine of them, but okay. Yeah, I, I actually do. Um, I need to t- have a look at what is in the ninth box because I, I mean, I love Jackbox. I think they're, I think they are some of the best. Oh, they're fantastic multiplayer games that you can play. But yeah. like, um, you know, I'm going to take a look of what's in there. Doesn't give me any information when I click on the link, but and then following that is one that I am really hyped for, and I'm glad that it's got a sequel, which is Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Yes. Um, apparently. That for the people that have played the earlier early versions of it, it smashes it. Like it's absolutely wonderful. They, right. they say, I mean, the, the words magical and uh, you feel like a kid again, and it, it really speaks to the inner child. Like th- those are the phrases that I've heard in a lot of the reviews that I've read or the previews. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So definitely hype for that. I don't know if you're in, in the. Uh, you could. Did, yeah, you play, I might pick up. Yeah, I played. I played the first one. Yeah, I didn't finish it, but I had fun with with as far as I got. But I'm interested to try. I might try this one if I'm looking for a Switch game to play. Like I, the, the, I saw this... the gameplay and I thought it looked really good. Like the it's XCOM, it's yeah. just XCOM. But, but they removed uh, the title-based with... aspect of it, which is why I'm also interested. Sort of. Apparently, it's not entirely like it, it's still quite rigid. Right. I mean, okay. You can move freely, but within a certain area, like it's AOEs and stuff now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but to me, this is a game that you don't even need to complete. It's a game that you can just pick up and enjoy for a bit, and you don't need to see the ending because the story is not exactly mind-blowing. Yeah, exactly. It's I, like yeah. whatever. Um, but then there's new Tales in the Borderlands, which was super popular. Yeah. Um, which be interesting to see what they do because apparently this is going to be like a soap opera now, like okay. where they're going to bring out like episodes and whatnot, um, and it's being treated like a soap opera. I mean, the first Tales. Did you play the first Tales of Borderlands? Yes, it was amazing. It was very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the the big one next is Persona Five Royal on Switch, Xbox, and PC. Yep. Apparently it's going to be on Games Pass. So. For free on the... I've already downloaded it. It's it's pre-download available. Oh, really? Like, I'm absolutely playing that on Game Pass. Like, I'm going to sit and play that whole thing. Yeah, I never played Royal. Royal is the best game. Yeah, I never played Royal, so it'd be a good chance to sit down and play that. It's way better than Persona 5 Solus. Like, it's... Yeah. It's wonderful. They've yeah. made some real good changes to that game. And and also following that, we've got Persona 4 uh, Golden, which is coming as well. Mm-hmm. Which I might play on Switch, because that, that one to me is definitely one to play portable. And P3P, right? Yep, they're yeah. all coming. Yeah, which is cool. Shame mm. it's not Fez, but um, <laughs> what does that mean? Persona Three. Is then do you know about Persona Three Fez? No. So uh, it was a PS2. It was the version that I played. It was P- I played on an emulator. It's a PS2 version of the game, which has like a whole second. It's basically Persona Four Golden, but for Persona okay. Three. Except oh, for the Fe- okay. Except for the Fez part, it takes place after the events of Persona Three and adds like a whole nother massive. It's very long, but it's basically just a big dungeon crawl. But um, okay, yeah, but it adds extra story and stuff because you play as a different. You it introduces a new character and you play as a new main character as well. So cool, which is cool. Okay, um, uh, Gotham Knights. Any interest? Eh, I mean, this is the other thing is that I've not really played the Batman, the Arkham game. I mean, assuming this is uh like a game that kind of is like the Arkham games i think it follows on from arkham i I think i mean again don't quote me but i think it follows on from arkham okay from arkham knight i don't bother myself i don't really care about arkham uh, gotham knights um there hasn't been much that's happened in the batman universe in the last few years it's really kind of drew me in (laughs) yeah it's all been a bit but whatever um don't know what the rest of the star ocean i mean i played the original it's kind of good yeah, sequel to that would be fine. Another oh wait, is that a new Star Ocean? Yeah, the Divine Force it's called. Oh, I should tell my partner about that. That's yeah. like Star Ocean is her favorite J- JRPG, but she's not. Oh, played they're one amazing since... JRPGs. She's not played one since like the PSP. 
Well, but... there hasn't been one since like PS2, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, or maybe even earlier. But, um, but yeah, so we've got another Call of Duty coming out. Okay, Great. I want to talk about this because I okay. am I am actually kind of excited for this game, um, in a weird way. Like, I don't know. Like, I I just, just feel like playing a shooter again. Like a chill. Like I say chill, but like one of these kinds of like turn your brain off, shoot man, shoot shoot gun shooter kind of things. But yeah, like I don't know. I think it's I, from everything I've seen, it looks pretty decent, and I kind of trust Infinity Ward to do uh, a good job. Uh, and I'm also interested to see when the Warzone when Warzone 2.0 drops, and if the I think it's called DMZ, the game mode. Basically, it's going to be like extraction gameplay, kind of like Tarkov. But if that is good, then that is the thing. That is the thing I am most interested in to see if that does well. Okay. All right. Well, but fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then after that, we've got Bayo Three. Yep. I mean, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. But I'm really worried about how the Switch is going to handle anything now because the Switch is struggling already. Yeah. How is it going to handle Bayonetta Three? It could barely handle Bayonetta One. So like, mm. we'll see. Uh, Factorio on Switch, great. Um, Resident Evil Village Cloud, ugh. Mm-hmm. Yuck. I would, uh, I would yeah. do that. I do want to play, uh, Village, the, what's it called? I don't know if, uh, the, they're making like a Game of the Year edition, right? Or something. Yeah, which I'm waiting for. I'm yeah. going to play that version of it on Xbox, I think. Yeah, I'm deciding whether I want to play it on PC or Xbox. I guess I guess I could play it on Xbox and plug in a mouse and keyboard if I feel really strongly about using a mouse I, and keyboard. I don't think it's a game that would really necessitate a mouse and keyboard. No, because even the shooting not. in it is very auto aimy. Yeah, def- it definitely does not need a mouse and keyboard. It's just more my personal preference. But like, I might, I, I might just, yeah. Actually, it's a good game to just play on my TV anyway. So mm. I think it's definitely a game to play at night, dark, on the sofa, maybe under a blanket, like. It's a game to play a lot and really get engrossed in because it's a spooky game as well. Yeah. Until Giant Lady turns up and. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she took the internet by storm, didn't she? She did. Um. So moving into November, I don't know what Shatter Remastered Deluxe is. So yeah, don't know if you know what that is. Uh, I do not. I'm gonna take a look. Well, you should do because it's been remastered and this is the deluxe edition. So. Wow. Oh, oh, I know. Oh, We've no. all been waiting for this. Um, the, the other one, the one that made me laugh is Harvest Stella, which I've tra- tried the demo of, by the way. It's absolute shite. Like, is it it's bad? Absolute trash. Like, X-tier <laughs> trash. I mean, I mean, I can't use enough words to explain just how shit that game is. But then other people are like, oh, it's wonderful. It's exactly what I want from the Final Fantasy series. And it's like, none of this is anything to do with Final Fantasy. Is it this, is just trash. Is this also like the Disney Dreamlight thing? I'm so glad you asked that question. Yes, it's exactly <laughs> the same. Have you played that yet? No, I'm not going oh, to play it. What I've... a colossal waste of time that was! <laughs> it's just it's mechanically a nightmare. Like it's a it's it's just bad. Yeah. Some friends of mine are playing it and loving it, and and great. More power to them if you're enjoying it. I thought it was trash because <laughs> it, it, it takes place in the Disney universe. You're sort of like in front of the Disney castle, building rebuilding this town. Yeah. The whole town's been consumed in like darkness. And for the a big chunk for the first few hours of the game, it's just depressing because everyone's really sad and everything's covered in like darkness. So it's just boring and like not fun Disney boring. It's just boring. You you finally get Mickey up and he's like annoying as hell, sending you on these ridiculous quests that basically say, by the way, this game is just fetch quest the game. You do that and then you unlock fishing and Goofy is like 
ever present in your ear from then onwards. <laughs> as soon as you pull out a fishing rod, all you hear is gorge, and you're like, "Holy <laughs> fuck, get away from me!" Because you know how fishing in games is usually. I know it's. This is the best review ever. Um, usually, this when you fish in games, amazing. <laughs> it's a horror game. You're, you're um, selling it to me. But but when you fish in a game, you do it because you want to take like a little bit of time to chill. Yeah. It is absolutely anxiety-inducing having Goofy just going, like, closer and closer all the time. But you could be in the middle of nowhere, you pull out your fishing rod, and Goofy is just there. Oh, my God. Getting ever closer is terrifying. Like It's it's the worst. Don't download this game. It's the worst. If you do, fine. Um, The next two are It Takes Two and Sifu. It Takes Two looks like trash on the Switch, but I'm sure people are going to love it. Sifu haven't played. I think you did. Yeah, it's a good game. Uh, if it cool. looks, if it, if it, it would be a pretty good Switch game. I don't know if graphically it really matters. It's one of these games where the graphics doesn't really matter and it's pretty yeah. heavily stylized anyway. So it's like, yeah. And the next one is super contentious at the moment. So Sonic Frontiers, um, it was playable at the recent London games show uh, thing. EGX. EGX, yeah. Yes, yeah. People come back saying it's really good. Really? Yeah, we're, we're in that Sonic... So there's a circle for Sonic games. You've got, oh, a new Sonic game. This is going to be amazing. My friends played it. It's fucking amazing. It comes out, it's terrible, and then you go back around the circle again. Yeah, I feel like that's... Uh, we're, we're gearing up for that. Yeah. yeah. Because also now it's got NFTs attached to it as well, so... Yes. Well, the company have got NFTs attached, and they said that there is going to be blockchain technology explored in the game, so... Oh, yeah. Absolute vomit-inducing, but apparently people like it, so... Okay. And then, following on from that, the day after, I mean, what a day to bring out your next big experimental game, because it's the day before God of War Ragnarok comes out. Fucking hell. <laughs> if, if you're going into a game shop, and you've got 50 quid, and you're going to buy one game, you're not buying Sonic Frontiers. I mean, I mean, hey, if I'm an Xbox owner, and I see God of War Ragnarok, I'm going to be like, damn, I don't have a PS5, so I'm going to buy Sonic and Stark. What, out of spite? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Say goodbye, we're going to get those spite purchases. That's what yeah. we're here for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, but yeah, so Sonic Frontiers, it, it supposedly plays quite well, but super suspicious of that game. Yeah, I'm very sus. It's uh, Sonic 06 vibes, dude. Yeah. And then God, God, of, War, God of War Ragnarok? Yeah. Probably going to be amazing. Everyone's going to talk about it for the next seventy-five thousand. I'm sure it'll be great. I mean, I have an sure. I have an Xbox now, but if I really feel strongly about playing it, I will just go to my friends who my friend who has a PS5 and be like, I'm yeah. going to sit here and play God of War for uh, a while. So but the big one, following on from that, and we mentioned it at the start of the podcast as well, is Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, which is November 18th. Mm. Very excited about that one because it, it does look good. They've actually managed to get a four-player cooperative mode chucked into it as well. So yeah, which I think is interesting. Gonna do, that's gonna do very well for content creation. I yeah, think. I yeah. think it's gonna be fun. Uh, and then also a bonus mention for this month uh, for November, sorry, is World of Warcraft Dragonflight, which is the next expansion for WoW. Yes. Um, that's the one where we add uh, dragon dragons as a playable race. Yeah. Finally, the furry's prayers have been answered. <laughs> They're coming. You mean the scaling? Giffing. Exactly, well, the scalies, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's kind of cool, but otherwise, there's, I mean, there is Warhammer, but I'm not a Warhammer player, I don't know if you are. I like how your sale on Dark Dragonflight was furries, they do be yiffing, though. They do be <laughs> yiffing, though. They do. That's great. Well, one of, one of my closest friends at Blizzard was a furry, so I got to rip into him a lot for that. That's, uh, yeah. uh, sorry, them. She. Yeah, yeah. Recently transitioned? She. 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 Sorry. Sick. My pronouns are terrible. I'm terrible with pronouns. It's okay, man. Um, so then, nothing really until December, but that's already a pretty action-packed month of games. 
Uh, December, the only ones that really kind of stand out is there's DLC for Resident Evil Village. Yep. Which I guess is when um, the Game of the Year edition thing will probably yes, come out. Yes, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just before Christmas, so it's it's about on time. Yeah. Um, Dragon Quest Treasures, which looks like every other... Um, Dragon Quest. What game? Yeah, Dragon Quest game. Thank you. Oh, for some reason, I couldn't remember <laughs> the name of the series then. Thank you. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, High on Life is also that one where the guns talk to you, and it's made by the Rick and Morty people. Yeah. Really it's also free on Game Pass, so we'll see. give it a try. And then um, the one that I am looking forward to out of these ones is Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion because it's it's coming to Xbox as well, whereas the other Final Fantasy games are locked to PlayStation. Yeah. So this is an old game remade in a new way with a new style, but following the old uh, structure of the old game. Yeah. On PS2, with, and I'm interested to see this because this would be cool. With Zach, right? Zach. Yeah, I I know very little about Crisis Core, but I've heard That's, it's good. It's sure. fine. Um, um, also, yeah. top thing on the top thing on the to be announced list here, Nintendo, give me Advance Wars, give me my Advance Wars. Oh my just God, where the fucking, fuck is that game? <laughs> just fucking announce it. Just do it, do it. I don't care about what the fuck. Careful. Is. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. We do um, care about the war. I we do. Care deeply yeah, it's about Putin. Fucking this way. It we don't care about I, Putin. It fucking, it fucking sucks, obviously. It does. But. Come on, man! Like Advance Wars, just I, I just really, I'd really like to play that game, regardless of mm. the world state. You know, I know. I was, Ironically, I'd like to play that, that game to escape from the world state. Yeah, you know, a nice escape, Nintendo. If you're listening, because we know that you're listening, it's a good escape. Think of that. Think of let's just think back to one of your most successful launches ever, Animal Crossing. Yeah, you launched it like two weeks after a pandemic, which I'm pretty sure Nintendo orchestrated, by the way. Yeah, Nintendo created COVID. I'm just saying, <laughs> you heard it here first on the podcast. No other option. No, no, no other outcome is possible. Yeah. Um, I mean that game sold like hotcakes. Yeah. You now release a game that gives people another escape to kind of. I mean, obviously, it's not this. It, every other game does the same thing, but give me Advance Wars, Nintendo. Um, we have. Your addresses, we'll find you. <laughs> We're coming for you. <laughs> uh, um, what I'm looking forward to, though, if you look on the upcoming games of 2023, is I am Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry. What, what I, the hell is this? I, I am. I need to. I need to look this up. Hang on. This can't it says, me, "Follow yeah. I am Jesus Christ," and we'll let you know when we have any news. Okay. So let, I'm going to look up the synopsis for this game. Yeah. Uh, Please. Okay. Tell here we me. go. Here we go. Uh, Walk in the footsteps of Jesus in this incredible first-person retelling of the story of Christ from birth to resurrection. Perform amazing miracles, interact with a cast of biblical figures, and travel around the Holy Land from Jerusalem to the Galilee. Become the Messiah in I Am Jesus Christ. I mean... The graphics look like... um, Do you remember Magic Carpet? (laughs) Yeah. It looks like that. This game looks sick. I need to play this. I I want to be Jesus. I hope he gets to, like... Like sanctify, bitch, and then like grabs someone's head and unscrews it, just like Jesus did in the Bible. Oh my god! I may have misread the Bible. I'm watching one of the videos for it now. Oh my god! One of the videos has got like a <laughs> one of the videos has got like a Morgan Freeman voice on it. Oh my god! Jesus is coming. All right, add it to the top of the list. What yep, games are we hyped for? We're playing. I that. am Jesus. I am Jesus. Uh, but otherwise, there's not much else coming out next year, so next year's going to be shit for games. Maybe, maybe the games industry's dead, who knows? Uh, you heard it here first, people. Games industry, dead. Uh, yep. We are, we, as 
games journal, well-known games journalists, journalists, and also games economists, and yeah. also um, futurists, and uh, industry professionals, please. Industry professionals, sorry, aka uh, uh, marble orb. What the fuck? What do fortune tellers have? What's the type of crystal, crystal balls? balls. Marble crystal... orbs. Yeah, marble, marble orbs and crystal balls. That's that's. Uh... Um... <laughs> There's also yes. so just get there's nothing else interesting this year. Yeah, that's yeah. it. You heard it here. 2023 it's cancelled. It's over. So 2023 is the new pandemic. Yeah, get it's, get all your video games in now, please. Um, so we managed to turn a no news week into a lot of conversation, but we haven't got to the actual point. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> we're we're an hour and ten. Let's talk about Stadia quickly. Right, so Stadia. Stadia's dead. Um, yeah, I mean, who could have seen, who who saw that coming? It was dead on arrival, like. Pardon? So it was dead on yeah. arrival. Like, right. we, we, I mean, I'm, I'm also really vindicated by the fact that I guessed this about six months ago. I said this is going to be the year that Stadia shuts down because, yeah. I mean, look at it. I uh, mean, and everyone's like, no, it's going to come back and blah blah blah. They were even tweeting no, like three weeks before they announced it was shutting down. This is the year for Stadia. It's happened. People at Stadia were saying this. I mean, it's the writing was on the wall when they cut the funding to yeah. the first party studios, right? Yep. Like, yep. Yeah, yeah. And when no one wanted to be part of it either. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was also a subscription service that also had paid functionality, and yeah. it, it didn't make any sense. None of it made sense, yeah, which is game... a shame because te- technically it was it was a beautiful service. I mean, yeah, but then Game Pass came out. Yeah, and Game Pass just went, ha, 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 fuck you. Yeah. Um, so what they're doing is they're refunding everyone in January, but they're also the refunds are automatic. So if you've spent any money on Stadia that is not a subscription, so if you've bought a game, bought a controller, da, 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 any hardware. You get a full refund and you get to keep all your stuff as well. So the main part for me it's is good, I was gifted, actually. I was gifted um, Cyberpunk, a controller, and a Chromecast uh, Ultra, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. I get to keep my Chromecast. That's I'm happy good, with that. And the person that bought it for me gets a refund. That's pretty good. Good for them. Um, the downside is that the devs were also blindsided by the shutdown, so the devs weren't told. Yeah, that and that there are people that have invested years of their lives into making games, which is quite a sad state of affairs because these people could now be bankrupted unless yeah. Google give them something to kind of get them back on their feet. Um, there were devs announcing on the day, what the fuck is this news? Like, yep. we didn't know about this. Uh, and obviously there's been some very awkward conversations taking place of like are people getting made redundant, blah, 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 which is, which is really sucky. Yeah, it um, sucks a lot. Yeah. And then on the back of that, there was the guy that played Red Dead Redemption for 6,000 hours online on Stadia. Why would you play that on Stadia? Um... And he's losing his save file. So this is this opens kind of a door to conversation about the dystopian world of cloud gaming in that when that service goes offline, you don't just lose access to your games, you lose your saves, you lose all your history, you lose everything. Yep. Like, I mean, they, they could easily fix this by enabling like a cross, uh, like, a, you know, cross platform save upload function. That's, that'd be a nice easy fix. And I reckon if Rockstar want to get a bit of press and publicity here, that's what they're going to do. Yeah, I think, well, hopefully they save this guy's save. I don't think it's just going to be for this guy. I think in general they're just going to go, congratulations, uh, because of this, we've decided to uh, add cross-platform uh, save functionality uh, temporarily, because obviously that's quite an expensive feature to run. Yeah. Um, I think they'll do that just to kind of middle finger to Google, because this this is not a good look for anyone. No. Um, shutting down a game service. So, um, but yeah, it's interesting, because... There's a load of conversation now about like so we we had a weird conversation about this the the other day as well that um I don't know if you know how save files actually work do you know what what a save file actually is yeah I mean it's just a text file 
Like, it's in... essentially a text file with a load of tick, box, tick boxes. Yeah. And when when you read, I mean, that's really simplifying it. It's not actually that. It's like, I mean, yeah. Obviously, it it heavily depends on the game, and uh, this is yeah. the dev putting my dev hat on. It heavily depends on the game, and obviously, save files are going to be extremely um, complex. Con- well, con- it's contextual to whatever game you're making, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you know, it can range from, like you said, like just it's basically just a, it's just a te- I mean essentially it is just a text file whether that text file is then like encrypted or like encoded into like binary or whatever like it's fine well, but yeah, but it's, it's, just a, it's just it's just a file it's what I'm saying is, is the like, functionality of a save file is essentially when you open a save file and you look at it if it wasn't in code you would see a set of coordinates a world state and then a list of things like it, the list could be a trillion items long of things that you have completed or not completed in that game or what stage yeah. each quest that you're on is at like that's what a save file is effectively it's just anything that it's essentially like anything that the game needs to remember like yeah so it, it's, it's, it's telling it's the game so this, this is things. where you left off yeah but the, but the reason I bring this up is because it brought up this really like like deep conversation that when you load a save file you're not returning to your old world so you're not going back <laughs> where you were you're you're going to a copy of that world that has been brought up to the point of where you're at yeah so you're never really playing the playing your game you're going back into like a, you're not even going back you're going into a new space every time yeah this is new data and new things so it, it brought up the conversation of teleportation which is just mental this... um the only way that we can actually teleport people is not by sending uh, particles from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. It's by killing the the thing at point A and sending a copy of it to point B. Well, you're just reconstruct. You're reconstructing the. No, you're not reconstructing. You're constructing. You're not reconstructing because the particles are not moving. Sorry, I mean, yeah, yeah, the yeah, particles yeah. Are no, moving. No, no. yeah, you're right. We, I mean, this this went deep. This did. Yeah, you 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 are you are basically <laughs> constructing a copy of. It depends on what form of teleportation. Carbon it is, copy. Right? But yes, yes, you are making yeah. a copy essentially. Like it's like the whole thing of like on your computer. Imagine if you copied a file and then pasted it and then deleted the first one. Like, is this is this new file the same it file? Is a new file. Question mark? I mean, that's how data works. It's a new file. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what. So the, we, we got into this strong conversation. This all came from Stadia shutting down. <laughs> yes. I mean, I mean, it, I mean, also Open that society. first thing of like, you know, the save thing, like you're basically just writing the plot to an indie game, like a like a meta breaking indie game, yeah. like like Undertale or whatever. Well, if anything, um, that there is a there is a book uh, called Mogworld, which is by. Ah um, uh, yes, um, Yahtzee, right? Yahtzee, Yahtzee Crowshaw, and it's yeah. it's very much this concept, and I, I love it. Like I love that. I, I might read it again actually, because I really enjoyed that book. Mm. It's a it's a character in an MMO that realizes he's an MMO. Yeah, and he's just like, what the fuck? Like, nothing makes sense. Why 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 does everything reset every day? What's going on? Yeah, I, I <laughs> like the kind of, I, an NPC. I like so, the idea yeah. of this. Yeah, like a game world where when you're reconstruct, yeah, your save file is you you are reconstructing it. Like they are not the same thing. No, it, it's never the same thing. Yeah. And it, as soon as so, the only place where it's the same is uh, when you have uh, instant recovery. Yeah. Because you're returning to the same data which is stored in the RAM. Yes. Which it, so that is the only time it's the same. But if you shut off your system and clear that RAM out, a copy of that world is stored, and then you go back to the copy. It's it's deep and dark. This is we shouldn't be having these conversations on Sunday night. No, but it's, I think this I think this is an interesting plot. You can write an interesting plot for a uh, indie. There's game a movie here. No, is in like an indie game. Is in like you know like you literally when you destroy when you shut down the game and reopen it, like characters are acting differently because they are actually different people. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yeah. Like um, that would be interesting. As in like writing a plot around that, I could see that being quite popular. But yeah. 
Um, or a nice right, little so twist. if anyone's listening, please don't steal our idea for oh, no, 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 no. Uh, some some <laughs> yeah. fire tavern the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, let's just make an indie game called Sun the Sunfire Tavern and it's about yeah. the tavern and then when you destroy it, it Well, so I, I like the idea of us being in the tavern and having our conversations like recording our podcast where we keep noticing noises and stuff outside and as the camera pans out, outside is just nothing space. It's like white space. Yeah. It's just the tavern. And we realise that everything we're talking about is being brought into existence because we're talking about it. But as soon as we stop, it gets unmade. Oh shit! Dark shit. This. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm writing, I've been writing a book for a long time, and that's part of something. That I'm writing. <laughs> what one of the characters has that ability where, and when he stops talking, the things he stops talking about stop stop existing. It's I super mean, cool. Like, are people just a construction of their memories? You know, shut like... up. Shut up. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> if there's a copy of me and they have all of my memories and everything, but they're just, you know, a different. Do you, different do you know brain. about the concept of, of uh, the void being behind you at all times? Do you know this one? No. So there's this concept that we can all only ever see in like a cone in front of us. And what we, what we imagine is behind us is not really there. It's just the void behind us because we can't see it. <laughs> so if you record behind you, it's just if you put a camera behind you to show what's behind you, the camera is just imagining what is there. So the technology <laughs> of the camera is not seeing something. It's seeing what it thinks we should be seeing. <laughs> the void space forever behind you. <laughs> I mean, and the only, reason, oh, yes. the only reason you can see other parts of the world that your eyes normally wouldn't be able to see is because other people are looking at it. Oh, yes. Sorry. The world is just culling based on no one if yeah. no one is looking there. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's just got a culling camera on their face. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, we're getting into like simulation theory shit now. <laughs> We've gone super. De- Again, Google fucking Stadia started this conversation. If a no bear... one's talked about Stadia this much in three years, then suddenly it's creating like existential crisis. Yeah. Like, if a oh. bear shits in the woods and no one's around to smell it, did a bear the shit in do the it woods. too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, well, so I watched Hocus Pocus two last week. <laughs> what is okay? No Hocus I'm going to need to, I'm gonna need a reminder. I'm Googling Hocus Pocus. So Hocus Pocus 1 is a super camp movie that came out in like 1993. Okay. Um, with Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Nijinsky. This came and out it, it was, before I was born. Yeah, it was mental. It was three witches in Salem that were trying to eat children to stay alive. It was a Disney movie, and it was just ridiculous. Really popular. Like It was, it was a flop. But it's become a cult classic. Like, everyone loves it. And drag right, queens okay. tend to copy the costumes quite a lot. And copy yeah. the characters. Like, it's very popular in drag. Uh, yeah, I can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see yeah, the inspiration. The, yeah. So the, the, it, it was constantly teased that a sequel was coming, like as jokes and stuff and whatever. But a sequel finally came out, mm-hmm. and it was fine. It was absolutely fine. Like, I mean, it didn't hit the same cadence the original did because the original did so much wacky stuff that was like beyond what Disney would allow. Mm. This stayed within Disney's allowances, but it was fine. We enjoyed it. It's just because you know we're a gaming podcast that also talks about TV and movies. And I watched a movie last week, so I thought I'd mention Hocus Pocus too. Yeah. I mean, like, Disney sounds like they've been doing some, in- like, some of the, they've been doing some interesting things with the, you know, Disney Plus, like, yeah, along really these have. lines, did you, I haven't seen it, I just talked to someone about it, who had seen it, and was telling me it was very good, uh, that apparently the Chip and Dale I knew you were going to say Chip and Dale. It was apparently really, really good. It's, it was a really brilliant. interesting reimagining. Yeah, or like, yeah it's like, brilliant, because it's, it's super meta, so it experiments yeah. with... Um, that the whole movie plot is about uh, bootlegging, and yeah. it goes into the world of bootlegging. It even it it rips into the Uncanny Valley period from like the early two thousands, 
uh, when movies like Beowulf and stuff came out, and they looked incredible, but it was too human-like, and none of the eyes looked right. And that there's a character in the movie that is is animated in that style, and they're like, "Is he looking at us? I can't tell because his eyes are just like looking straight ahead." Yeah. And he's like, "Yes, I'm looking straight at you." And it's a character voiced by Seth Rogen, and it's <laughs> it's it's really good. Like, it's definitely a movie you should sit down with your partner and watch. I've now watched it three times. Oh wow, okay. Oh, like, and it's got Ugly Sonic in it as well with the teeth. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember, yeah. Maybe we did. Talk He's actually about a main this. character in it as well. Yeah. We did talk about it. Yeah. yeah I, t- I talked to someone else about it as well. But as soon as you mentioned like Disney Plus doing experiments, I knew exactly where you were going with that sentence. So, like, so ba- what you're telling me is that Hocus Pocus Two is like another one of these, or is it on the same level, or no. is it okay? No, 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 no. Uh, Hocus Pocus Two is is a I would say it's a failed experiment because uh, they're they're doing a lot of experimentation with trying to refranchise old stuff. Okay. They've clearly tried to franchise this. Even the fact that all the way through they're just like, "There's going to be a sequel and there's oh, going to be okay. a TV series," uh, and it never quite makes it. But it it it, it also feels like an advert for Walgreens because it gets mentioned like thirty five thousand times in a movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's fine. I enjoyed it. But also hashtag in a movie. What am I referring to here, Ollie? What's hashtag in a movie? I, 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 I don't. I don't. How about if I add the the first part of that sentence that you might recognise, which is six seasons in a movie. Uh oh, as in like what? Just the classic thing of like when TV series or things are gonna end. Like they're like, ah, and we're gonna finish. You know, off I'm shaking my head. Movie. You what? know, I'm shaking my head. What? It's the tagline from Community that's been coming all the way through the TV series, which is I think six seasons in a movie or four seasons. Oh in a movie. right, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. They announced they're making a movie yes. last week, and they're literally on the hashtag and a movie, which yes. is the f- like Abed every now and again just yells it in the middle of the show. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of cool. Like that, that's a cool thing. But Community did sort of fall off a little bit near the end. Mm. Uh, I'm interested to see what they do with the movie. But just saw that. Good week, news week. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember hearing about the Community. I'm going to be honest. I haven't actually seen Community. Ah, it's, it's a great series. Yeah, I, I, it's, I, it's I really know good. it's very good. Yeah. Like, I, you'd, you'd love it. It goes like hyper meta at some points and gets. Yeah. Like really silly and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's good. It's like one of these things. It's like you know the same thing as like The Office, Parks and Rec, like these like American sitcoms, right? It's not sick. It's, it's not sitcom. What is it called? I it mean, starts as a comedy, sitcom right? and then just becomes a comedy. Like yeah, it's just yeah, an American yeah. comedy. Yeah, they are very good. But yes, I will have to sit down and watch Community. Mm. Um, but yeah, I heard they were making a movie, which is cool. But I didn't realize that that was like a meta thing that they were always teasing yeah. that they were going to make a movie. That's cool. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Well, makes sense. I mean, it, it, yeah, so there you go. Do you th- okay, reached the you, end. Do you well. think they planned to make a movie or do you think they were doing that as a joke and then kind of were like, uh, you know, we they kind of like left the door open for them to take it if they wanted to? Um, I think it's just that they got some extra money, like, because obviously because franchising is becoming a massive thing now. Yes. Um, I think that they've been given some money to, to kind of cash in on that last little bit and then close off the series. Mm. Um, I don't think it was planned. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Fair, 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 fair. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, so I All think right. we've reached the end of yes, the podcast. Yes, we have reached the end of our, of our list of things. So I guess we can uh, wrap up. So I would say thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, it's been episode 66 of the uh, Sunfire Tavern again you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern you can listen to us on SoundCloud iTunes Spotify and Google Podcasts and you can send us through questions using the Google form in the link below um, Clark do you have any closing statements or anything? Uh, winners don't use drugs Overwatch 2 is <laughs> coming out in two days the developers are on drugs uh, <laughs> and 
Uh, I finally like to use this platform to talk about my horrific racist views. Right. All right. I will see you, <laughs> see you in the next episode, guys. All right. Bye. Bye.